Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. Tonight, I was just thinking um, about how we need to allow people to learn their own lessons. I've been reflecting a lot. As you all know, I'm a teacher, as in my profession. So I use my profession as an example a lot. And what got me thinking about this was really just relationships in general and thinking about how sometimes, especially women in relationship with me, and I'm going to be very specific about that, how I'm coming to realize that men really sometimes need to feel consequences in order to make necessary changes if they even want them, because sometimes they can feel the consequences within a relationship and you realize like this is just this person or they don't really want to change for me or they don't want to change at all but sometimes you hear stories of people who have worked out and it was because maybe that woman enforced consequences whether it was the consequence of her absence she stopped giving attention or anything like that or she really left Um, Not out of manipulation, but out of, you know, I'm choosing what's right for me. And then him realizing, you know, oh, this is really the woman I want to be with or this is not the woman I want to be with. It can go both ways. But those stories are out there. And what it got me thinking about was even how I work with some of my some of my kids at school. (laughs) And I had a student last week. Uh, one of my middle schoolers, for the past two weeks, she had been coming into my class late because she was trying to get her schedule changed. And I would tell her each and every day, hey, I need to go see the counselor on your own time, which is during advisory or during your lunchtime, but not during my class because we're preparing for our final. So the final time she did that, ironically, her mom called me during class. She hit me up on this remind app like, hey, my student is constantly getting this, you know, either absence or tardy in your class. Can you call me? What's going on? I said, yeah, are you free to talk now? So I stopped my whole class to talk to her. We having a whole conversation. She was like, oh, okay, you know, well, she going to stay in your class because she not making them tight decisions. Basically, that's how the conversation ended. But I remember the day before I was, I, I was reprimanding the student And I I know I just snapped on her and I was upset, not necessarily because she was going to the counselor, because she wanted her schedule changed, but because when I would confront her, she would go all around the mulberry bush about what she was really doing or who she needed to pass from. Like it, I would ask her one direct question and the whole story will fall apart. And the point I wanted to get across from her was that It is my job to pick you up at the time. uh, Our seventh graders, they were on punishment from walking to classes by themselves. So teachers, elective teachers had to pick them up after their teacher dropped them off from either the cafeteria or the auditorium. Because at our school, only our sixth graders get walked to every class. Seventh and eighth grade get to walk where they want. But seventh grade, for the first, I want to say, five weeks of school, we've had to pick them up because they need to earn that right to go to class by themselves. So I'm supposed to pick them up from the cafeteria, which means once they're dropped off, they're not supposed to leave until they see whatever teacher they're leaving with, whether it's the elected teacher or they're going back to class to go off with them. 
So if you're coming in 15, 20 minutes late to my class, that means you're leaving the auditorium or the cafeteria without anybody knowing. Because if you can't find me a pass of who sent you to wherever you went, that means you left on your own accord. And then when I ask you about it, you can't tell me who who sent you. But you also don't want to own that you were doing what you wanted to do. And then if the counselor don't send you a pass because they didn't send for you, what if something happened in between time? What if we went on a fire drill, a lockdown drill? What if, you know, somebody came and looked for you and I'm like, well, I don't know where they are. And it's 20 minutes into class. Who's going to get in trouble first? Who are they going to be looking at first? Yes, you as a student may face consequences, but also me as your teacher, because I haven't, you know, stopped my class to go look for you. No, nothing like that, which I really can't. But I was reiterating to her the point of why I'm really upset is because you're doing what you want to do, but you're not the only one who will face the consequences if anything happens because you're in my care during these hours because you're on my roster. You know, but the way I did it, I'm I'm explaining it now calmly on here. But the way I did it, I feel like I really turned up on her. And I'm only reflected on this last night. I mean, not last night, but today, as I'm just reflecting on relationships. And sometimes I'm I, I think of the and when I use the word naivete, I don't mean that in a disrespect respectful way, naivete or ignorance, but I think about the naivete, the ignorance, the 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 innocence of kids, you know, and how sometimes we know why a rule is a rule. We understand why things are the way they are, but that kid may have a general sense of it or they may just no, it's a rule because the authority figure or the adult or the school or whatever has said it that way. They kind of know in general why you say it, but they don't have the full breadth or the context that the adult, the adult or the authority figure has because the adult, the adult or the authority figure who's enforcing it has lived longer, they've experienced life, they have much more of a deeper context as to why this is a rule, and they're much more readily closer to the consequences of if this is not followed. So the student, she's not thinking about the consequences of, okay, if a emergency drill happened, like there was a whole, you know, tragic shooting and everything and schools going on a lockdown today in Mansfield you know that could easily lord forbid happen at any school and this student is nowhere to be found and she's on my roster you know she's not thinking that far but me as the teacher me as the person who's responsible of a group of students during certain hours and they're in my care like I take that response, I'm always thinking about those type of things. I'm always thinking about not necessarily that extreme, but I'm always thinking about the responsibility of my work. 
and of who's in my care. She's not really thinking about that. She's thinking about her agenda. She's thinking about what she, you know, wants to do. She can kind of understand why I'm upset, but not really. Because the most she going to get is they're going to tell her, where was you at? Okay, go get a pass to class, go down. She's she's not going to receive or she's not really close to the same type of consequences I'm thinking about, you know? And so I think about a child who you can tell 50 times, don't touch that eye, that stove is still hot. They done sat there and saw you cook. They saw how the stove can heat up whatever you put on there. And still one day they just want to touch it and they have to see for themselves. Oh, I don't need to do that no more because I just burnt myself. That same kid, they'll be leaning in in the chair. Keep on leaning back. You tell them, stop leaning back on that chair. Stop leaning back on that chair till one day they fall back, bust their head crying and looking crazy. And you kind of looking at them like. Told you to stop leaning back in that chair, but it's almost like they had to learn that lesson through the consequence themselves. Now, some kids, they may stop it because they fear you're going to knock them upside the head before the floor do. <laughs> or, you know, they just, you know, obedient like that. But some kids, they going to keep on doing it because the joy of what they feeling when they teetering back and forth in that chair is greater than the possible consequence because they don't know if they're going to receive it yet of the possible consequence of falling back because they think they have more control than what they do. And it's not until they fall back that they learn, okay. I need to stop leaning back on this chair and you don't see them do it anymore because that consequence was real. It was undeniable. Tell them to stop jumping on the bed. It ain't until somebody slide off, knock the side of their head. So it's like that, that bed looked real fun. Told you to stop jumping on it. And now, you know, you were, you, you got the consequences. And I think I'm starting to realize that adults, we're the same way. Sometimes we don't, we're ignorant to why somebody says it's important for me that you communicate with me. And so that person consistently doesn't do it or is inconsistent or whatever. And if they never feel the consequence, they don't really, you know, that's not a lesson they want to learn because maybe they grew up in the household where communication was demonstrated another way or it wasn't demonstrated at all. Maybe people grew up in the household where passive aggressiveness was the route you take when you were really angry, but you felt like you couldn't express yourself. Maybe blame and criticism was the route that was taken when somebody authority figure was mad in the house and everybody else had to suffer just because one person was in the house mad. Nobody could have fun now. A lot of people were raised on survival and not love. A lot of people were raised with scarcity mindsets, whether it regarded money, whether it regarded love, whether you had to perform to be loved. Like if you weren't getting good grades, if you weren't doing everything right, love was withheld. And depending on how you grew up, what was modeled, what wasn't modeled, you'll get into relationships with people. And I'm even speaking of friendships And you'll realize, you know, if you're really looking at it that way, you'll realize that there are some things you're going to always face and have to try to work out or have to try to identify, okay, 
Is this a pattern within you that can be worked through that I'm willing to address and see if you can get past? Or is this something that's a part of you and you're not willing to change it? And maybe you need to connect with somebody who's more on that level. And that brings me to this conversation of allowing people to learn their own lessons, because what I'm learning is that even with those things like, yes, I believe in in confronting things and giving people the opportunity to understand you, understand how you want to be treated, understand how you want to be loved, understand why something is crossing the line with you, understand why something makes you upset or uncomfortable, because that's the only way relationships can continue to progress, build and grow. You know, just like with my students, it was important that me and this student had an understanding that this is why I'm telling you this is this can't you can't do this in my class. This is why this is important. But she also has to find importance in that, too, or she's going to face the consequences of what I said the consequences would be the that will be on her. She hasn't been late again. It was probably because I talked to her mom, not so much even because I got administration involved. And I heard her talking to her friends today. She was like, my mom told me if I get in trouble again, she going to take all my shoes and go get all my shoes from Walmart and make me wear them for the rest of the year. And I and she didn't know I heard her, but I was over there laughing for today. But certain, you know, certain things, people respond to different consequences But it was me getting her mom on the phone that finally now she's not being late to my class. It wasn't even admin that made her scared or made her, you know, respond to my rules. It wasn't nothing I'm saying. Sometimes students, they like, no, I'm only going to go as far as her threat. That's how I was in school. Like I knew what to do to go as far as even if I got ISS in school suspension, like. I knew not to ever go as far as if they called my mom. Like, I never wanted my mom called, ever, ever. So I knew how far to go. Some some kids, like, they'll push that boundary, and it take their parent. Some students, it take just, you know, going a threat of the principal's office. It depends. But it's the same thing in your relationships with your adult friends, with intimate relationships, you know, Whatever your boundaries are, whatever your standards are, whatever those things are that, you know, need to be clarified. If you've given the opportunity for those things to be laid out, said, you know, you've communicated those things and this person isn't responding to how you're saying it, then you do have to have consequences in place. So that they can feel those consequences because all of us learn lessons through some type of consequence. A consequence doesn't always mean a good or bad thing. Sometimes your consequence is a reward. Sometimes the consequence is just silence. Sometimes consequence is jail. Sometimes consequence is just a ticket. Sometimes the consequence is just a loss out on an opportunity. Sometimes the consequence is not talking to a person for an hour or a day. Sometimes the consequence is the end of a relationship. Sometimes the consequence is the start of a relationship. So understand that when I use the word consequence, I'm not talking about just one thing one way and I'm not talking about all bad. But there has to be consequences and rewards 
to whatever is set in place because some people learn all of us do learn you know through consequence I remember when I first started dancing um my first dance teacher when I was in high school she's the reason why I consistently even to this day say yes ma'am no ma'am now in my household we weren't made to say that we just couldn't say yeah or no we had to say yes or no but my dance teacher, she was adamant on yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And I will always, to this day, that's how I approach things. Well, she was also big on that, us saying that to the officers, to each other, to her, she wanted to build a high level of respect amongst our team. And I really appreciate that. And she, it was certain things she didn't allow us to do, like hair color, um, she was big on that for competition season or even we was on the field and we were when we were in between ending football season and then going into competition season. I dyed my hair in high school like a real bright red. Well, I used to wear a weave. It wasn't my hair. I used to wear a real bright red weave. And she had already told me she was like, Whitley, I'm not taking you to competition with your hair like that. Like you won't be performing. And I'm looking at her thinking what mom and already paid I'm going and she even talked to my mom and I really did have to change my hair and when I look back at pictures I'm glad she held her standard but I did that because I know I really want to dance I really wanted to go dancing was important to me so even the thought of facing the consequence of I dang I really like my hair like this but do I want my hair like this more than I want to go to competition? So the fear of that consequence of not going, being enforced, whipped me into shape, you know? And I've done things to where I've had to really feel consequences, whether legally, whether, you know, losing opportunities, whether getting fired from jobs. I've been that far on the spectrum as well. And sometimes I I felt the consequences and I changed my behavior when it came to just a warning or just thinking about the possibilities of what can happen. It depended on what it was, the lesson I need to learn and how far I needed to go that, okay, I need to learn this lesson. When it came to men, it was one particular heartbreak that made me open my eyes to the point that I'm at now that I was like, "Mm, yeah, I can't do this ever again. I can't do this one. I done done a lot of things. <laughs> I done turned a blind eye to a lot of things. I didn't heal from a lot of things. I done ran away from a lot of things. I done faced a lot of things. But this, I got to get some new information because this, I cannot, will not ever do again. But it, it took me, I had to learn a hard lesson. I had to learn through the real life consequences you know, so you have to think about the way that you're learning and the way that you see consequence and reward in your own life. Some women learn about love or really waking up to relationships or making different decisions after they end up getting pregnant by a man that they didn't plan to get pregnant by or who didn't stay around. It just depends. I know my mom says that's one of her lessons. When she had us, that woke her up. She couldn't keep making the same mistakes. I've heard Sierra say that in some interview, and it's so beautiful when she was talking about her husband. And she said, 
you know, after me and Future didn't work work out, but here I am pregnant. She said, when I started dating again, and right before Russell came around, she said, I knew I couldn't play around anymore because now it's not just me. Now, some women don't still don't learn after that. You know, they still, you know, invite any type of man around. But she said that woke me up because I can't just think about myself. I got a child now and I can't play and experiment the way that I was playing and experimenting. And I thought that was so powerful. And people envy her relationship or always say, where's my Russell Wilson? But she made a very conscious decision that I have to do something totally different than how I did it when I attracted this person who didn't stay around, who already had patterns that he was not going to be a consistent man in my life, a consistent father. But here I am, and I now I have to deal with the real-life consequences and do something different. And so I wanted to talk about this conversation of allowing ourselves and other people to learn their own lessons because when you look at other people's lives, when you even look at your life, some lessons we don't learn until we want to learn them. Whether it's through consequences, whether it's because we experience something that makes us wake up and then we start seeking new knowledge, we start seeking understanding, we start changing our behavior. It wasn't because somebody lectured us to death, it's not because somebody else wanted us to change, it's not because uh, somebody sent the long text message telling us how they feel. It's not because we sent letters and pleaded our case and cried our eyes out. It wasn't until we felt like we wanted to change based on what we wanted out of life, based on what we did and did not want to happen again. And oftentimes we try to make people understand our perspective or think that if we give speeches and monologues and tell them the same thing over and over again and write signs and create billboards and send long texts and write a book for them to read and write a poem or write a letter like they not blues clues and they don't really care because if they did, the behavior would be different. And this even goes with our friends. You may have friends that keep making certain decisions, certain mistakes. And if you really love them, yes, you'll insert, you know, however you feel the first time. But after a while, you have to recognize this. Okay, this is a pattern. This is who they are. This is where they are. And I have to respect that as long as they aren't putting their life in danger. And sometimes even that. If you've already said it and they adamant about however they're living or whatever choices they're making, you know, you as a friend still have to remove yourself and just allow yourself to be their friend because they may need other things to learn that lesson. And first, it's a desire to learn it. Some of us have to learn by harder consequences than others. Like I said, some people learn by just getting a ticket. Some people have to go as far as jail to learn their lesson. Some people have to learn by, dang, I didn't like when she went silent on me for a day. Some people have to learn by getting left. Somebody, some people have to learn by totally missing out on the relationship of their dreams. And then the next person, they're not going to let get away. Like we don't, 
Certain people need certain different extremes. And so if we spend our time trying to convince people of our perspective, of our worth, of what we mean, of what we feel, we're going to rob ourselves of the people who are already preparing themselves to really be in our lives and really show up in a way that, that we can work with, that we don't got to be their therapist, that we don't got to be their counselor, that we don't got to be their parole officer, that we ain't got to worry, fret, we ain't got to think about where we stand. We don't have to constantly tell them, you know, the same thing of how we feel. And this is with all types of relationships. And I've been through things in my friendships where those friendships that stood the test of time, it took a conversation. Even if we, you know, had some differences or fell out for a time, it was like once that conversation happened, okay, I know this is not going to happen in the same way again. That means both of us were ready to move on. Both of us were ready to grow up and that's in that and that conversation need to be had because we're changing. So I'm not saying this to say throw away any relationship that's not on the same page. It's not it's not your job to teach people. No, sometimes it is our job to teach people specifically how we want to be treated or loved. But what I am saying is if that people are not receptive, it's not your job to continually convince them. It's not your job to continually sell yourself. It's not your job to continually try to give the same speeches and consequences and, you know, monologues and Gettysburg address. It's not your job to do that because it'll be a waste of time. And even if they stay around, they're either going to one change temporarily and you'll see that behavior again or to change but secretly be resenting you because they really resent themselves for being because they'll start feeling like they were manipulated and didn't hold their ground for what they really wanted to do and this is especially true if you try to change a man to do what you want to do on your timing instead of letting him be who he is where he is and if it don't align with you you making the decision to move on and going on about your business in whatever way that looks like and I'm learning that more and more and more and more from my students to to my friends to my intimate relationships allow people the space to learn their own lessons have your own boundaries, have your own standards, but allow, you know, communicate when it's necessary. But when you see people are adamant in the direction of life that they're going and the choices that they're making and the decisions that they that they want to make in their life, you have to allow them to go their own way. And if you got the full authority of your life, your space, your environment to do something about it, like you got to you got to control you, but you can't spend all your time trying to convince somebody else of what what they need to do, where they need to go, how they need to level up in life. You just have to make the decisions for you and make sure your environment is set to how it is that you want it. So I love y'all so much. This conversation was for you. You'll know it. If you want to reach out to me, my contact information is at WhitleyNGreen.com. Also, my blog is there, Wondering Whitley on Facebook and Instagram, The Feminine Arts Academy on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. 
And with with Hooray is my personal Instagram page and Arts Feminine is my Twitter. I love y'all so very much. Um, I'm thinking about you. I'm sending you positive vibes, positive energy. And I know that you're working diligently on healing your own life, on leveling up in your life, on changing your mindset and you know, allow that to be your main focus. Get consumed with that because you really can't change anybody else. You really can't. And the sooner we accept people for who they are, where they are, the more free we'll be in our mentality, in our mind, in just our own energy. So remember, get in alignment and receive your assignment. Talk to you soon.